Part two, chapter sixteen of Quo Vadis, a tale of the time of Nero. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Quo Vadis by Henrik Sienkiewicz, translated by Binion and Malevsky. Part two, chapter sixteen. Vinicius to Lygia, dearest, hast thou ever accompanied the Auli to Antium? If not, it will give me happiness some time to show it to thee all along the seashore from laurentum stand a row of villas antium is itself a succession of palaces and porticoes whose columns are reflected in the water in bright weather i too have a villa right by the water with an olive grove and a forest of cypresses behind the villa when i remember that this villa will some time be thine its marbles seem to me even whiter its gardens more shady and the sea more deeply azure o oh, lygia how good it is to live and love old menecles who has charge of the villa has planted great bunches of irises under the myrtles on the lawns at sight of them the home of the auli and the fountain and the garden in which i used to seat myself beside them came back to mind and to thee also these irises will recall thy own home so i am sure thou wilt love antium and this villa after our arrival we had long talks with paul at the noonday meal we spoke of thee in due time he began to teach i listened and i will say to thee that even had i the pen of a petronius i could not explain to thee all that passed through my mind and soul i had not conceived the possibility of such happiness such peace such infinite calm but all these things i keep for my converse with thee at the first free moment i shall be in rome tell me how can the world find room at once for such men as the apostles peter and paul and such a man as caesar i ask this because the evening of that same day i passed at nero's palace i will tell thee what occurred there first caesar read his poem on the destruction of troy and complained that he had never seen a burning city he envied priam he called him happy for that he had witnessed the burning and destruction of his native city whereupon tigellinus replied say but a word o divine one and ere night passes thou wilt see antium in flames caesar in return called him a fool where he asked should i come to breathe the air of the sea and preserve this voice with which the gods have gifted me and which men tell me i should carefully preserve for the benefit of humanity is it not rome that harms me are not the stenches of the subura and the esquiline responsible for the hoarseness in my throat would not burning rome present a spectacle a hundredfold more splendid and tragic than antium here all broke in with exclamations what an unspeakable tragedy it would be that the city which had conquered the world should be changed into a heap of grey ashes caesar insisted that his poem would in that case surpass the songs of homer he explained how he would rebuild the city and how future generations would admire the work which should throw all other human achievements into the shade the drunken feasters joined in with shouts of do it nay he replied i should have friends truer and more attached to me on hearing this i confess it i grew uneasy for thou o beloved art in rome now i laugh at those fears no matter how mad they may be caesar and his courtiers would not dare to reach that pitch of madness 
but see how love unnerves a man i should prefer it if the house of linus did not stand in a narrow alley of the trans tiber nor in a quarter inhabited by aliens who would receive the least consideration of all in case of any disaster in my eyes the palaces on the palatine themselves are not worthy of thee it would please me also to know that thou lackest none of those comforts and luxuries to which thou hast been accustomed from childhood go to the house of aulus o lygia i have given much thought to this matter were caesar in rome news of thy return might readily reach the palatine through the slaves this might turn attention to thee and renew thy persecution for that thou hadst dared to combat the will of caesar but his stay in antium will be a long one before his return the gossip of the slaves will have ceased linus and ursus might dwell with thee i live in the hope that ere the palatine again beholds caesar thou my divinity wilt be dwelling with me in thine own house on the carinae blessed be the day and the hour and the minute when thou passest my threshold if christ whom i am learning to accept will accomplish this blessed also be his name i will serve him and give my life and my blood for him but i speak not aright we will both serve him as long as the thread of our lives endures love and greetings to thee from my inmost soul end of part two chapter sixteen